Welcome to That's Trash with Michael Wachowiak. This week, I am joined by the wonderful Chad Battaglia for what will be a two-part episode all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe in both TV and film. In this first part, we talk about the Marvel Disney Plus shows. We start by talking about the recent Emmy nominations that WandaVision received, and then move into deeper conversations on The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki. Here's our conversation. Welcome to That's Trash with Michael Wachowiak. I'm your host, Michael Wachowiak. And this week, I am joined by someone who, I, you know, we've known each other for a long time. That like, longer up. than, like, humans should 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 care to Say share. But like fifth or sixth grade. I know. The wonderful Chad Battaglia. Hi, Chad. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me today. Oh, my God. Of course, you just had a birthday. So happy, happy birthday. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I'm getting older. Well, you're still younger than me, though. So this you're is also true by a year on this uh, timeline that I live in. It's great. I'm here for it. <laughs> so you still yeah, you still have a year of of uh, youth before you have to worry about your imminent. Yeah, demise. chronic depression but... <laughs> hasn't sat in quite yet. 360 I... something days. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here because uh uh, we we were just chatting about stuff on Instagram, and then we we're talking about. Mar- I posted something about Marvel stuff, and you were like, "When are you going to have me on the podcast to talk about this?" And I was like, "You know what? How about like two 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 weeks from now?" And we were like, "Works for me, perfect." And it kind of worked out because originally we were going to do this maybe a week or so ago, and I was like, "You know what? Loki's ending, Black Widow's coming out. Like we can make this more of a more of a moment." And that's what that's what we're here for, friends. So we're going to talk about. All the Disney Plus kind of Marvel content we've got going on, and then we're going to move into kind of the film uh, side of things. But before we get into that, I'm going to tell people a little bit about you, oh, and then we're going to get into. <laughs> You're gay, like, I don't gay know. gasp. <gasps> gay, gay gasp. Okay, so. I'm so excited to have Chad on the podcast this week. Chad and I actually, as I said, went to high school together many moons ago at Kemmer West High School uh, before you went off to college at Columbia College Chicago. Yes, and ma'am. You were, in, you were in Chicago for a while, working, doing all sorts of fun, exciting stuff. Yep. And then you moved back to to Buffalo. I said, uh, you're an avid traveler. I always see you out like going to like the coolest places that I wish I was going to. I tried to. I mean, not right. I mean, not right now, but like outside of the pandemic. Honestly, actually, even right now, sadly, believe it or not, I probably shouldn't say that, but dead ass, well, yeah, but, I drove but you, across but, the country and back. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. You were, you, it wasn't like you were hopping on a cruise. You were like doing like no. car travel. Like you went down to, were you in Arizona? I was in, in Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. I went to Lake Havasu, but I drove from Buffalo all the way across to like Las Vegas, Nevada and back. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Lots of so, things. Omaha, Nebraska. If you ever get avid, a chance to go, progressive as I hell. Avid traveler, gamer. Um, all of that. And I said, he's all, you can also see him on Instagram living his best dog life with his adorable dog Doyle. I recommend a follow. They are both, they they are both very cute. The dog is cuter, but that's, I mean, what are you going to do? This is fair. That's that's really, it's his world. I just exist in it. (laughs) So please welcome Chad Battaglia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, just a little add on for those that are out there that don't know any of this Marvel stuff that we're talking about. I am going to be pumpkin spice latte basic bitch about it. I am going to make sure that you guys understand that you don't really need to know all of the deep Marvel stuff to enjoy these movies, these TV shows. Um, But definitely going to be a little harsh around some of the stuff that I find uh, to be, well, frustrating for me as a Marvel fan. And And we're also going to say from the get-go, there will be spoilers I will say, particularly in when we get into like the Black Widow section, I knew that movie came out, but because it is available to watch from home, I think we're I think we're safe there. And like one thing for sure, like if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, that's like by this point, people like. But I'm just letting you know, like if you're because I have some people who are like mid watching, like finish that, then come back and you can. I saw people who are telling me that they haven't even seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't understand what you do with your time. Yeah, like we're trying to watch these like. People can watch The Office like six times, but they can't watch like six hours of no, something else. What is travesty is that people can watch Titanic Part One and Two on cable TV with commercials. It's like Listen, six and a half hours of your I day. I will say one time I did get trapped, not into Titanic, but like after Drag Race ended, they started playing Mamma Mia. No, and I, I was sitting there and I was like, what am I doing? I If I really want to watch this movie, 
I have it. Like I have a hard copy. Um, I do not need to sit here and watch it with commercials. With commercials. I did. But wow. anyway, speaking of that, so not speaking of that, let's get into <laughs> first before we get into kind of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is where we're first going to go. We have to talk about the Emmy nominations recently came out. Yes. And Mar- Marvel has kind of made history here in TV after breaking through at the Oscars a few years back with Black Panther. They broken through at the Emmy Awards with WandaVision grabbing an impressive 23 nominations, the most for any limited series and coming in only behind The Crown and The Mandalorian for total nominations. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and Katherine Hahn are now the first Marvel actors to be nominated for individual awards, which is very cool. The Black Panther cast was nominated and won the SAG Award together, right? Um, but none of them were nominated in- individually. And I just have to say, Evan, I'll kick it off to you. I love this predominantly because I've always been a Wanda stan, and so I just love that she kind of got the shit end of the stick for so long in the movies, and the fact that like she gets to be the first one to be like, I'm nominated for an right. award for this for this comic book movie, which is, you know, reductive, but I just love that that's like what she gets to have, because like, she deserves the world. Yeah, and that is honestly my exact uh, thought about these nominations too as well. We take our characters, Wanda Maximoff and uh, Paul Bettany as the Vision, take them all the way back to their introduction. I think, if I'm mistaken, I think Wanda Vision was actually, or Wanda Maximoff was teased in a post credit scene before uh, Avengers Age oh, of Ultron. Oh God, Ultra. you know what? Yes, and I just, wa- I think it, I just watched the movie that they're teased in, and I don't remember, it might be the original Avengers. I want to say it's either... Uh, Avengers or not Avengers? Uh, Captain America Black. No, it's Cap. No, it's Captain America Winter Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier Winter Black yep. of the Soldier of Autumn. Yes, they all kind of. The end. The Oof. end scene is the is is the bit we see in Wandavision of her in uh, Sokovia in Correct. that like room. Yeah. yeah, and right next door is her brother uh, uh, Quicksilver. So then in Age of Ultron, we get introduced to Vision, which, as everybody kind of knows, Vision is. Uh, an android AI kind of sentient being. being. And what I'm basically going to chop up and say about these uh, nominations is that put respect where respect is given. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany absolutely deserve this. When you look at Paul Bettany's track record of all of his films that he's been in, the dude has gotten shafted so many times. It's about time the dude gets noticed. Um, I've always been a stan of uh, Catherine Hahn since Step Brothers, since she lifted her leg and urinated into a urinal in the men's bathroom. I've I always been a stan. That. that is that that scene exists. That is still a thing. Or when she's singing in the car uh, with well, and the, the entire family. She's a good singer. Very good singer. I mean, love to the other two. She's gonna win. Oh, yeah. the other two, unfortunately, I just I just just like competitions like really stiff. She's easily going to win which yeah. is a, 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 amazing and that's the other thing with the the best female lead and the best male lead i looked at uh the other nominations and i gotta be honest personally i'm i'm over kate winslet just but, <laughs> girl bye i, I get it. you're here. talented we, we get it you're talented you're yeah. you've done it all you've won every award like yeah. time to move on um you and mcgregor I I think I got through like a few episodes. Halston's bad. Of Halston, that show is and bad. I was just like, I still don't get it. I, I mean, I get it, but I like, I don't want to get it. I would I would have rather watched a show about Studio Fifty Four and like yes. everything that happened there, but Thank actually you. watched about Halston. Halston was not was it, not good. I'm not here for it. And then I did I miss something with Hamilton? Why are we giving nominations to Hamilton? Okay, so we, I, we're like, not going to spend. We won't spend too much time on this. But long story short that what happened there is so hamilton i think if it had its way just would have said it was it would have said it was a movie like it would have just submitted for the oscars and if people would have ignored it if they wanted to or but the oscar said this isn't a movie so yeah. they were basically then punted down to the emmys and technically uh it's the same way how like snl is billed as a variety show We're but on. the performers are eligible in the comedy categories hamilton is considered a pre-recorded variety special so going up against things like bo burnham's inside and like chappelle's thing like in like those they all get bunched together but then the performers 
are eligible in the limited series category. So that's why you have like the entire cast of Hamilton being nominated for a show they did five years ago. Yeah, it just sounds like a headache. And I'll be honest with you, we've seen the <laughs> shit. We've seen we've seen the shit. I'm not trying to like rip on Hamilton. Like I absolutely love Hamilton, just like everybody else does. It is I kind absolutely... of wild that they're still being nominated for awards. Why are we, yeah. for why are we still bringing up something that was like all the way back yeah. in 2016? I don't get it. So. <laughs> As for the other, you know, nominations, Cynthia Ervo, um, I'm going to pronounce her last name wrong, Michaela Cole? Oh, Michaela Cole, yes. Uh, You know, I got to be honest with you, I didn't really watch any of these other shows. Um, I've been just, I don't know, in my own little world, and I haven't gotten around to it. I got to watch some of them, apparently, because they're all nominated, and all these characters are all from the same shows. Um, I yeah I that's it Queen's Gambit I heard a lot about I heard it was pretty frothy yeah I, got into it but I was just like eh. I think there's a chance that Paul Bettany wins only because that and this is not against his performance but that category is pretty bad Hugh the Grant, woman he's in why? so I think there's a chance that um Elizabeth Olsen I think the issue the only way that she possibly wins is if if there's there's like some weird three way tie that tie but if like Anya T- Taylor Joy Michaela Cole and Kate Winslet are all kind of like fighting for the pool yeah. and then if elizabeth olsen just gets like her own thing she can come out the side but i unfortunately don't think it's going to happen but taking from that let's move to the other marvel show that did get a few nominations not really as many because it, it was it was put into the drama series category which is also interesting because that in, that assumes that we're going to get more because that's what that's why they they submitted it there the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So you can go back and listen. I, I did a whole a whole episode with um our f- f- friend of the pod, Doug Wyant, all about WandaVision and, and our thoughts on that. But we never actually on this podcast talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Predominantly because the overall reception was kind of meh. And so I think <laughs> it, it just didn't seem like people really wanted to like dissect it. But now is now is the time so i I have to honestly i have to show you my notes get out of my head because literally you probably can't see it but i literally wrote overall overall thoughts meh with an ellipses next to it i'm like you know overall thoughts it was meh from one to meh it was it's interesting because this was actually supposed to be the first series we saw and wandavision due to like scheduling with covid ended up being the The first first so we got Technically, this is this this was the follow up to WandaVision on Disney Plus. It's a series that followed uh, Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson in the in the immediate similar to WandaVision, the immediate aftermath of Avengers Endgame. And for anyone who, who doesn't know, Avengers Endgame ends um, among seven thousand other things, but specifically on Sam Wilson, it ends with uh, Chris Evans coming back, very very old, having lived his life. Uh, now the way he wanted to uh, with the use of the technology that that they had in the film and he gives the shield to Sam Wilson Mm -hmm. and kind of wills him to be the next Captain America and the series starts off with Sam kind of being like I can't do this like I'm not ready for this and that's kind of where it takes off so what were your other than man what were just some of your other thoughts on on what we saw there and and this was about this was a a six episode series yeah so within the six episode series again it was meh and uh, one of the reasons why I think it got kind of screwed up at the time when it was released is because of the fact that this show went through so many reshoots so many edits so many like delays because of covid which understandably we get it covid was a hot ball of a mess when it came to any form of entertainment this year however that being said there are so many um lost plots in this show and one of the big ones for me absolutely is that you know for a fact if you watch these if you watch this episode or this episodic series you can tell that there was supposed to be a pandemic related plot that was going on right in episode 3 bucky barnes stumbles upon a refrigerator unit in one of the trucks that the flag staff or the flag smashers was stealing and he's like oh there's nothing in here but supplies and vaccines you watch the rest of the series and you don't it doesn't ever come back up then yeah. the the idea of vaccines never come back up the premise of this and the reason why i think it was supposed to be like this along with a lot of other people uh is mainly because all of these people just get blipped back into existence right bringing along all of their bullshit all their drama along with their you know diseases illnesses this that and the fourth and then you have an entire earth that has existed for the last five years without all of that drama so you're bringing all these illnesses back obviously this is where they were going but because of what was going on in, in the real world Obviously, Disney was like, nah, it's not going to happen. They pulled like a Lilo and Stitch, right? Where like the end, 
plane scene where it's flying through a city and it was like, oh, no, 9-11 just happened. We got to rewrite that. So we'll just put some, you know, Hawaiian mountains and have yeah, a plane fly just, through that. Disney, it's yeah, fine. We'll yeah, just let it we'll fine. let it slide. They totally I, pulled. Oh my God, I forgot about that. That is a thing, yeah. They totally yeah. pulled the Lilo and Stitch and fixed that. But my biggest frustration is that they went back and they re-edited some of these shots where these main characters, like Falcon, like um, uh, Baron Zemo, are delivering like lines that were obviously edited in an audio booth. And yeah, where they deli- go into like the yeah. ADR. Yeah. yeah, and they record these lines that are like pivotal for the entire plot, and all you get are these just weird reactions from Sharon Carter. Like you see like them from behind because like they have to change the language because the yeah. their lips aren't going to match up. And or you don't even see their face at all. The line is just completely given and all we see are the reaction of the person who's hearing it, not the reaction of the person who's actually telling the line. Which is which is not the same reaction that oh. they were giving in the line that they were actually giving. No, and it happens so many times. I don't know how many episodes I had to catch it, right? So that so these those were my two biggest shticks. The other thing... Yeah. That I really kind of, I just felt very disoriented watching week by week with this episode because it's it's like, am I supposed to fall in love with these characters? Am I supposed to lo- you know? I've already fallen in love with these characters. How else are you guys going to sell me these characters yeah. in a TV show that goes strictly I, with their story? Yeah, um, I was very. I was very into this in theory only be- before it started, mainly because like I like Bucky, and so I was like very interested to see like what. And I don't know if I like Bucky or if I just like like Sebastian Stan. Like that's always the. I honestly uh, think it's a little bit of both. Question. I'm curious but- to see what Bla- uh, what Witcher Soldier does with a can of Crisco in that arm. That's what I'm really interested <laughs> about. Let's be real. Get a nice post credit scene of some Crisco. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my god, harsh. That is funny. But my my question. The thing that was weird for me, and Marvel has this problem sometimes because this is this is a little different from how like the com- it's some of this is easier to pull off in like the world of comic books and mm-hmm. like graphic novels, like it's a little easier. the The issue with this is that the Flag Smashers, um, particularly I forget her name, but like Carly the, the Morgan, kind of the, the yes, was her name Morgan? Carly is her Carly. first name. Morgan Thales. Yes. She. And this happened twice, both in the plot line with Carly and in the plot line with the with the older black man who was like also like (laughs) Isaiah Bradley. Yes. So you have these two plot lines where the both of them make complete sense when the older man is like this country like doesn't deserve and isn't ready for a black Captain America. And that and like that whole plot line with him, I loved him at the end. Sam is like, no, it no. Yeah, it's it's definitely ready. It needs to to happen. happen. And then her plot line. Every going back to what to what you said about like kind of where we think that was maybe going more so, mm-hmm. her whole thing is like this doesn't make sense. Like these countries are being greedy. People have been displaced. It's the it's the refugee conversation that we already have today. Right. And what Marvel has to has to do because ultimately the title characters ha- have to be in quotes, which is not true, have to be the good people. They have to all of a sudden in two seconds that poor actress and she sells it has to go from a very a very correct thought out plan to let's just kill them because that, because, because then they have to be like, she's crazy. Absolutely. I agree. So like what I kind of got from the flag smashers is that going back to what I was saying about the plot with the whole pandemic, kind of getting all the supplies and and all that stuff. Great. They're activists at that point. They Mm -hmm. actually have a solid purpose in this show. Their shtick is that we need to find all the supplies, get all the vaccines to the people that actually need it. Because the people higher up aren't doing shit for us down here. Uh-huh. That is a sell me on that. We're good. But if you eliminate yep. that entire plot of, of of a vaccine, a pandemic going on, what are the flag smashers? They start off as activists, and then all of a sudden they blow up a building and murder innocent people that are just and, in the building, and, and they're like putting like the UN people in like in like okay. trucks and setting the trucks on fire. Like it it, it goes from zero to sixty because they they need them to look crazy. Because right. They have no other way to get out of it because they have gotten us like that scene that she has again and i do think anthony mackie helped he helped go over the speed bumps because when they just gave him monologues he really did work them well but he's doing like the he's working for the writers who aren't doing it that scene they have when he's trying to convince them 
or we're just trying to convince her like to not do it. The one where yeah. them like where like Wyatt Russell then just like runs in. Yeah. Um, that is like you're you see what she's talking about and you're like, girl, she's she's doing the right thing. And she's then doing they have right to thing. be like she's crazy. And and that's the other sh- struggle with this, right? Why are we just allowing US agents to just barge in? Why is Bucky not like Okay, you go in, have the conversation with her, make nice, try and, like, compromise, right? Big, big thing that needed to happen in this ultimately was a compromise, right? A way for, um, you know, Carly to kind of understand that what she was doing is right, but the way that she's going about it is wrong. That I fully agree. I just, I, I couldn't drive home also the fact that, you know, I can't remember who Carly like her mother figure who died. Oh yes. Dies of leukemia. What? No. Your vet, your, your, your vaccine's not going to help leukemia. How? How? No, it doesn't. It literally doesn't. doesn't. And then you're going to tell me this is the, another big issue, a big, that I had with this show. And it's not a good, it's like a, why you guys, (laughs) you had so many opportunities to fix this. Okay. So miss me about this because like Captain America the first Avenger, we saw a CGI'd face of Chris Evans being placed on a tiny twink man's body, right? Yes. Even standing next still, to... Which is still upsetting. Right. Well, oh, very upsetting. But yeah. standing next to even Peggy Carter in the movie, he looks diminished. Absolutely nothing compared to some of the other characters that we see him stand next to. And how many vials of super soldier serum did he get in order to and then stuffed in a superhero microwave and then turned into yeah. you know what we got which here for it but come down the road you look at our super soldier in carly morgenthau she has a serum the flag smashers they're all super soldiers they all have the serum why, why is carly morgenthau like minuscule compared yeah there is there is a bit of like and this always goes back to like you know when when people started really like looking at this holistically because yeah Yeah. like some of that doesn't like doesn't really make sense to what you're saying about like what happens in that versus like how the serum affects people right and Um, now what i did like they get what i did like that they did do very well is grammar i don't know um I graduated. It's fine. Uh, one of the things that I really liked that they did, though, and I, now that we're kind of done harping on this yes. show, we're really not. I'm going to still chop this shit up, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I do like this character arc that we got with U.S. Agent. Um, I think, right, we see his friend Battlestar Galactica get, like, the shit knocked out of him and gets killed, and then... You know, now we see purpose as to how this dude is going to go off the fucking rails. And he does, right? You go back to Captain America First Avenger, you hear Erskine say to Steve Rogers, the super soldier serum takes good people and makes them great. Takes bad people and makes them worse, right? Yeah. We got to see that with Red Skull, but now we're really getting a look at it with U.S. Agent. Now, the thing that I loved the most about Falcon and Winter Soldier across all boards the absolute best scene was the shot up of um, U.S. agent the, bl- the bloody the bloody shield, Captain America shield, the tweaked out arm, the look on his face in front of everybody, like please somebody step to me right now before I whip this fucking shield right at your throat. He, like I'm I, I'm so happy you you say that because for me I agree. I think the best performance, and I actually wish he would have been nominated. I think the best performance in this is is Wyatt, Wyatt Russell, Russell who, absolutely who who, who who plays John walker because the the whole arc of him going from someone who as you said like really wants to do well but Mm -hmm. then is but then something awful happens and he the like the worst of his instincts come out right and then he takes the serum and yes that shot and it also was such a it wasn't too long after the insurrection that this aired and so seeing the image of the bloody like captain america shield was like being it held was, by the, it was, the crazy psycho white dude. I mean, I don't it know. It was really jarring. Right. And and that's and that's the big shtick with me in this show. I've been hearing a lot of, like we're we're talking about the show, we're talking about the things that we dislike on more of like a film based, writing based, what does yeah. this really mean for the MCU type of way. I've been in conversations with a lot of people who blatantly are just like, Oh, I don't like the political stuff that's being pushed. I don't like the Disney agenda. I'm like, my guy 
the country's name is in the title of the character. Captain He's America. red, white, and blue. <laughs> it's, it's a red, white, and blue shield. And yeah. miss me with this, but that shield was taken from Wakanda, an entire African nation that was mm-hmm. secret from the rest of the world. The vibranium was stolen and given mm-hmm. to a white guy to be peddled as this big propaganda arc in Captain America First Avenger. Big colonizer energy But right there. miss me with all these whiny butthurt people Can't out get political. Here. Yeah, don't get political, Disney. Don't push an agenda. Well, it kind of just goes to like Captain America, like America innately, is political. Oh my because God. Of, because of what's exactly what you just said, what's been done to even get us to this point. Right. And also, Captain America, in the first, in the film, he, he is a political prop. Yeah. He is it literally made like to like for like war like it is it is propaganda yeah i literally have the first uh the first the number one captain america right here in front of me framed and it is literally captain america punching adolf hitler in the face i don't think he gets any more propaganda which we love to see but that's uh, oh, prop- but that's but Pro- that's propaganda, propaganda. and yeah. not to mention the fact that these all these characters that we're talking about wouldn't exist if we didn't have or put respect on the names of stan lee and jack kirby which rightfully so these two gentlemen who made these characters changed their names because they were overly jewish they didn't want people to realize that their names are actually a much they have a different background a different descent and the fact that two jewish guys are going to create this cover Mm -hmm. with captain america punching Adolf Hitler in the face. Oh my God, I'm here for it. Like I live for this. A hundred percent. So, um, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I can't understand why people are really butthurt with the whole like political crap. I mean, you're literally like, you're watching a show about a, a, a hero that literally dons red, white, and blue in yeah, uh, across the <laughs> MCU. I, I just, I don't know why I'm so upset by it. it I, yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I have one. Speaking of characters in this i i just want to briefly touch upon be- sharon carter Ugh. because i love emily van camp i was a big revenge fan Ugh. saw her on that saw her on that program and i've always lo- like she's really only in i think she's in civil war no, she's, she's in um uh she's in winter soldier, winter soldier i think yeah. she's in ultron and then the last time you see her is civil war uh, because she goes into hiding as you know well because you, we don't know she goes into hiding but she she like breaks the accords and Correct. that's the last time that we and see her i'm confused what they're doing here with her be- only because the carter name and again i i haven't read all these all of the comic books so i don't mm-hmm. know maybe this is maybe this actually has happened yep. and we're getting into multiverse territory so lord knows mm-hmm. but like the carter name is like pretty pretty Iconic. like immaculate in the in like the universe and so i just i'm a little concerned about what we're doing with her because it's like yes she's not peggy carter but like she's related and like it feels like i don't want her to be like a bad character right like a bad person so first spoiler on this one if um if i'm right then i'm right and sorry that i spoiled it but this is generally what i kind of think is going the route her character serves absolutely honestly no purpose at all going forward if she is not a scroll if she's not a scroll her character serves no purpose right because if you think about it and we are getting the whole samuel l jackson show secret invasion Invasion on disney plus but also that last post-credit scene where monica rambeau stumbles upon this person who's like oh who are you oh i'm a scroll and then she points up to nick fury your friends want to see you exactly not only not only did that happen but and i believe uh the character in wandavision jimmy woo also wrote on the whiteboard when they were trying to figure out who was doing this to Wanda, he put scrolls up there, question mark. So we know that the scrolls are already existent to a lot of sword. So maybe it's not actually Sharon Carter. It's, it's a scroll. I cannot possibly understand why. The only reason why I, it has to be a scroll for me is because the way the, 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 uh, the films are going, the TV shows are going, and what we're going to get more into with yeah once we start talking about loki and the finale and all that fun jazz there are there are superpowers there are superheroes there are super villains that are coming down the road that are way worse than thanos like on a yeah. on a bigger yeah. scale than thanos yeah. and we're this this phase four property with you know you mix uh, I, w- I would exclude wandavision i would exclude loki because those are more cosmic 
or more witchcraft uh, yeah. magic in in the MCU realm. The but these other properties like Black Widow and Falcon of the Winter Soldier, what we're probably going to get with Hawkeye, it's more mm-hmm. like your atypical Captain America shoot 'em up, bang bang, pew 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 kind of scenario. It's a right? little bit more like in a good way, but like especially like we'll get into it with Black Widow, it's a little bit more like Mission Impossible. Like it's yes. like it's regular people, not gods. Like or, just or like, like getting, the Jason Bourne, so, you know exactly, what I mean? just like getting getting sh- shit done. Um, so the shtick with um, these characters that are coming down the road, you know, we have your Fantastic Four, you have Ant Man and Wasp, Quantum Mania, you have Spider Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh-huh. These are bringing in supervillains that are like absolutely untouchable for just a normal human being character to be involved. Also, I really don't feel like Sharon Carter is not the one that's pulling the strings here. There's no, just, there's just no way there's somebody and, else you know, there. It, it makes sense too when you say the scroll because it makes sense. Just characters tend to go with like characters, and if it's a show about Samuel L. Jackson, which means we're gonna get not necessarily, but we're gonna get a bit into like the minutia of like the agencies and stuff. Right. It makes sense for Sharon to be somehow connected with that because exactly. she was just let back in. Yeah. So I actually think you're really that's a really good point, and I think that's probably and that move just that show for a second. That cast is heating up. They just added Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones and Olivia Coleman are in that. Why don't they just cast everybody from Game of Thrones and put them in the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse? I know. I swear to God. Like, we haven't even gotten to Eternals and I'm like, I might as well just say it's a it's a save from Season 8 Game of Thrones. <laughs> just You just get rid of the Season 8 and just give us Eternals and say, yeah, it's somehow Game but of Thrones still. any, because I think where this is naturally bringing us into Loki, so just any final takes on Falcon and the Winter Soldier before we move into... Uh, yeah, anybody that hasn't watched it out there yet, honestly, swear to God, I, I, the only way that I can put it, if, if you're going to really dislike this show, you got to be racist. I mean, that's the only way that you can really, <laughs> like, that's the only way that, that I can honestly say it. I also think it might be better, because I just spoke with a friend who watched it all at not all in one sitting, but like watched it at once. Yeah. And he said he liked it. And I actually think not having to wait each week. Yeah. Because WandaVision was great at the hook of the next week. Yeah. I think if you had just watched Falcon and Winter Soldier straight through, I probably would like it more. So if you watch it now, you actually may have a more enjoyable experience than we did. And that kind of ties into what I want to talk about in Black Widow too, with how these are kind of being rolled out. But, um, you know, with like I said, with the Isaiah Bradley character, with, oh, also Patriot. You know, Isaiah Bradley's grand- grandson who got mentioned mm-hmm. in there. We know that the Young Avengers is coming down the road, too. Every single yep. Marvel property has now introduced or has teased a yep. Young Avenger in it, too. So, again, and we can even chalk it up to say that the Thunderbolts are also in the mix, too, as well. And that is an even bigger property that I'm like, That's a whole other absolutely here for. Because now that we got the whole, did you see the Deadpool and Korg? Yes. Okay, yeah. huge. So, so. Lots well, to so talk about. Oh my let's God. let this bring us in to Loki. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Loki just wrapped up its first season this this past week on Disney+. Plus. Loki follows Tom Hiddleston as the title character, arriving at the Time Variance Authority, or TVA. And this part's a little confusing. Uh, not if you're watching the films, but if you're just a little bit casual. He, because he, Loki dies at the beginning of Endgame. But in Endgame, because there's time travel... They're going back, and they and they go back to, is that Age of Ultron? No. So he actually what, dies in Infinity movie? War. He gets choked out at the beginning of Infinity yes. War. Yes. So so they go back to what? But what movie is that? Is that event? What is the the Avengers one Infinity War? Where they go back in time? That's they go back to 2012 Avengers. They don't go okay, back yes. to Age of Ultron. Thank, they go back to 2012. You. Thank you. So it's actually 2012 Loki yep. who takes who takes the Tesseract and escapes. Correct. So that's the Loki that we're catching up with when the show starts he soon lo- learns of his fate uh moving forward but the series like i said stars tom hiddleston it also stars owen wilson sophia d martino google mabatha raw and spoiler alert jonathan majors so what were your thoughts of the season as a whole and then i want to get to the finale because i actually kind of have two separate thoughts on them for sure um so overall this is my number one favorite of the mcu tv shows that we got and obviously there's going to be more down the line but right now this stands at a solid number one for me uh mainly because of the world building that it creates uh what we get in that finale is just outrageous it had me gagged for i had to watch i had to run back that finale episode 
I think I've watched it like three times. I stayed up till three in the morning to watch it. So I was just already warped. And then when I saw it at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning, I was like, oh no, hell, oh, oh no way. I'm, I'm staying up. I'm watching this again. It, it was just yeah. that good. Um, you know, a lot of people were really butthurt with this show for a few reasons. Um, and I'm going to debunk them because I, I got to honestly say, like, the writers did a hell of a job with this, right? You're going to sit here and tell me that you're upset that we got a show that kind of takes stuff, like, elements from Doctor Who, kind of takes elements from Rick and Morty. Very Doctor Who, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. They hired Rick and Morty writers. What did you think yes. about a time heist type, like, yeah. new variant kind of beings in the MCU? I'm sorry. Just stop being butthurt about it. It's it's a great show. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, right? There's if it's really making you that upset, then I don't know. Turn it off because I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, this is this is just. I how love is. I love how passionate you are. This no, just like for boom. real. It's just it's boom. just it's really like if you have if you're that mad about the fact that they hired Rick and Morty writers and they adopted or put a little bit of Rick and Morty influence into writing a show that at its climax tells us there are thousands of other variants that are running around. If you're butthurt over that, I, 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 I can't sit across the table from you and try and compromise. About well, it. and so, okay, wait, so and this is where I want to, I want to put it because I, I, I do not fully agree with you, but I also do not dislike the show. I just want to preface it by, by, by saying that my only complaint here, mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I actually, Matt doesn't really watch these shows, but he actually watched a couple of these with me because he's a big Doctor Who fan. So he was kind of like, oh, this is like a different vibe for these shows. Like I'm sure. kind of, I'm kind of into this. My only complaint, I just feel that at the end, at the finale, oh, the, I agree with you. The world, the world building is incredible. And like, it's setting up stuff that we'll get into that is going to be, I, I can't imagine how they're going to even keep any of this straight. My thing is I just, I almost felt bad because Jonathan Majors, who, 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 who plays, I mean, he, he's playing like, like he had a different time, but also he's going to be playing like Kang the Conqueror, which is kind of what it's, which is a variant of this in quantum mania. I almost felt bad for him. He's a great actor. He was unfortunately saddled with like the most exposition I've ever seen someone have to have. And he did a good job with it, but I just, I didn't, I wanted the writing and the direction to help him a little bit more because he, again, he sold it, but I kind of felt like this poor man is using every trick in the book to like make this not boring. Yeah. And, and I had to even rewind it. Not that I wasn't into it, but because I was like, I don't know if I get it. And I had to watch it again just to like fully grasp everything he was saying. And that's my really only complaint is that, there was no I don't know if there was another way for them to do this. I think they had to do it the way they did it. I just I just didn't love how I got the message. I'm very into the message. I just didn't necessarily love how I got it. <laughs> so Kang the Conqueror is such a weird villain and has such an overly complex history yeah. in the Marvel comics. I mean, this guy is his existence stretches all across times. And what's great about the Eternals is that we're going to dip into the Eternals a little bit in pre, I call it prehistoric Marvel times, Um, but pre, you know, Iron Man, pre Tony Stark, going back to Kang Conqueror and the, the writing of that, that last little monologue bit that uh, Jonathan Majors has, you know, I got to honestly say, I, I, again, giving credit where credit is due. That man was given a task. He was given a task by the writers. An insane task. And Almost to the point where he was like, this is so big that I'm just I'm just going to fucks with it and we're just going to play around and have fun with it. And that's exactly what he did. And to which be is 100 percent what he did. Yeah. Perfectly honest with you. I'm I'm perfectly fine with the with what we got with Jonathan Majors because of the simple fact that, you know, in this long monologue, we are given two minutes, a brief two minutes to sum up. Kang the Conqueror's entire history through the eyes of this other variant. This other variant that is in the finale is known as He Who Remains, who is he the guy remains, yes. is the guy who ends at all of time, 
like we said, it's at the void. Which is, I'm sorry, is just it. it. We say so. We say so casually, but that's just really funny to me. Like, oh, who the he who remains he at the who under, remains character. At, yeah, it's like yeah, at, at the uh, at the end of time. You know, yeah, just like sure, end of time. casually. It's totally yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with it, right? <laughs> but what a lot of people don't understand, also don't know. I shouldn't say don't understand. What what they also don't know is that he actually goes back in time and starts this whole cycle over as Ra yeah. Tut in the ancient Egyptian era, which is kind of how I think the new Fantastic Four movie is going to kind of get implemented, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Not to try and go off course or try to, you know, add in too much all at once, but, I mean, the main comic where we first get to see Kang the Conqueror is Rama Tut. He, you know, he captures the Fantastic Four. He, you know, plays mind games with Sue Storm. And, she, and then, then there's, you know, catastrophe and fighting and pew, 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 bang, bang, explosion, fun stuff. So obviously I think the Fantastic Four is either going to go that route with it as like a pro, like a pre kind of start to what the Fantastic Four will be. Um, but in that two minutes that we get of Jonathan Majors explaining, you know, over the course of time, think about this. Over the course of time, he says, eons ago, there was a scientist in the 31st century bro we are not even in we're in the 21st century still so think about it and i don't know how much an eon is i'm no scientist i i I mean google works wonders but i don't got time for that right now so like an eon is not small it is not a very small entity it's quite large in fact and this guy is talking about going all the way back eons to the 31st century this goes to show how big of a problem Kang the Conqueror is. How not only just big of a problem he is, but how much this guy actually knows about what's going on in the world and what's going on in this timeline that he has absolute control over. The guy can do whatever the hell he wants in the drop of a dime. This is why I said he's a bigger threat than Thanos is. Um, In those two minutes, we get Jonathan Majors trying to explain to us the different variants the war that is created, the multiverse, the animated multiverse kind of skit that we got at the very beginning of Loki uh-huh. kind of explaining all this. He basically, Jonathan Majors just basically took that first animation and said, I'm going to retell that animation, but in my tongue, because I'm the one that, I'm the one that did it. I'm the, I'm, yeah. I'm the guy that did all this. These yeah. Wizard of Oz reveal cyborgs where mm-hmm. she just chucks the knife and the head falls off and then they all start laughing. You, like, if you notice, they well, all start laughing because part they're of controlled me even, by somebody else. And, and maybe we will because at this point we're going to see every part of the MCU timeline in some sort of film. Mm-hmm. As he was explaining it, maybe my other, and maybe the stems, I almost just wanted to see it. I And I don't mean in the show. Right. I mean, I almost just want to see a series about that. I yeah. want to see what that war is but i don't know if we ever will because it almost sounds game of thrones like where it's such a it's such a build to this giant thing that like, i don't even know if we could appropriately get a, a film about it maybe but i would i would be very in it reminded me a little bit as he was describing it of i don't know if you watched because this was really bad in the og one but if you watch the like the four hour new justice league oh i watched it Okay, so I loved the bit where you really, unfortunately, it was Gal Gadot narrating and she's not a great, I don't love her voice when because it's <laughs> kind of flat. But when she's narrating and telling about like that, that the battle that like created those boxes. Yeah, I was so into that and seeing those flashbacks. I was like, yep. oh, this is amazing. And I kind of wish we saw something like that in Loki. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, you might want to eat your words on that. We're probably going to get that. And I have a very good okay, feeling good. we're going to get that in season two of Loki, or okay. we're going to get some form of that in Quantum Mania, right? Yeah, I we mean, know I want to see it, so I'm into we, it. We know for a fact that Kevin Feige, um, all Lord and Savior Kevin Feige of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, whatever the hell you want to call it now, um, mess. Uh, it Kevin Feige basically came out and stated, you know, Kang the Conqueror literally said Kang the Conqueror actually stapled the man's, the entity's name in Ant-Man and Quantumania. What we got in Loki is not the actual Kang the Conqueror. So at the very end of the finale, again, spoilers, the very end of the finale, we get that moment where Loki gets pushed into a different stream of the multi-universe, right? Yeah. And he finds Mobius and uh, T-218, 
I can't remember her name. Oh, oh, is that the? Yeah, yes, I know you're talking. About. Um, yeah. you see them sitting there, like, oh, you know, I have feet on the ground and archives, and what's going on? You're an analyst. Who are you? Blah blah blah. Dude totally looks and sees at the the statue, and we get that Planet of the Apes, you know, reveal, and mm-hmm. that is the king, the conqueror that is going to come down in Ant Man and the Wasp, and that okay. is when we're going to start seeing, you know. No, not only are we going to get a full-fledged, like, how did he do this? How did he actually go about this? But even more importantly, what we're going to get is how each individual variant of Kang is going to be a problem, right? Because what uh, He Who Remains, Jonathan Majors, said to us was, or said to Sylvie, go right ahead. Do what you're about to do. That's totally fine. But I'm still going to be right back up here. And there's I'm, also and there's also about to be millions of me because he's like I figured out how to make it basically just me because I've destroyed the other variants. You kill me, you're gonna make millions of me that you're not gonna be able to. It's gonna you're gonna end up in the same position right. that I was in. And and that's really what I love about this show, and that's why I feel like it really plugs in well with Loki. Right, Loki at the very beginning of all this is told like, dude, you are literally you your your only prime existence in anything at all is to either kill somebody. Or make somebody better than you, and you ultimately lose. Those words that was said by uh, Robert E. Grant or Richard E. Grant, Richard Robert, old Loki. I'm sorry, it's it's Richard E. Grant, but now I'm imagining like it sounded like you almost said Robert E. Lee, the Confederate Robert, general. Oh God, no! That bitch, we we shipped her out. We shipped her out on a semi truck. We shipped she her out. She's Bye, yeah. We took we we took down her statues. She's out. <laughs> she's gone. She's been revoked. Um, she's 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 been pruned. Um, <laughs> right. Um, no, uh, what was I getting? Well, uh, so I guess this shoot, kind of shoot. leads, I think what you were getting into, I have a, I, I'm curious on how you think. So I was reading an article today with Kevin, for, with Kevin Feige, where he was talking about like multiverses are easier in comic books. It's, it's so, cause, um, cause you're, you're able to almost write off into this new direction. Yeah. It can be its own. It's a, it is just a harder in, in, in a more um active visual medium, um, mm-hmm. at, at storytelling wise to keep it all straight. So he was saying kind of like what the team is doing to kind of have people who are in charge of the timelines and making sure that everything makes sense. So I'm curious, like, I mean, because I thought at the end of WandaVision, we get the post credit scene with Wanda going through the Book of Spells, and she's clearly in other multiverses. Like, so even then, we knew at that point, we knew that she was going to, that she's billed as the co lead and pretend the co lead and potentially a, a villain. Then that part's a little murky of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as she learns about all of her powers. And so, and plus Spider Man No Way Home, which is going to get into the multiverses as well. But I, I'm just so curious about about how because i thought i knew from the end of wandavision i was like oh i know how this is gonna go and now seeing this i was like i have no idea absolutely no idea how this is gonna go and we're getting spider-man before we even get dr strange so spider-man's actually going to lay some of the even think more groundwork that then dr strange is just gonna explode oh girl okay get get ready for this all right so i'm about to blow your mind also also just 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 so everyone's aware i've made the executive decision at this point which it's great because i because because i don't want to cut off the conversation because i'm into it this is going to be a two a, a two-part episode so we're gonna we're gonna keep going right now about these shows and then we're gonna Jeez. we'll take a break and then we'll talk about <laughs> black widow completely separately which i'm totally into it do, it doesn't really affect what we're doing right now I'm, I'm just letting the listeners know because i want to keep this going and i don't want to yeah, cut this off so absolutely i'm sorry so as so as you were saying, about- I am about to blow your mind. So I please, did a little do. bit of digging around when I was rewatching WandaVision. If you are a psycho like I am, <laughs> I actually watched not only just the post credit scene, but if you watch the monologue that Kang the Conqueror gives, okay, and you watch the, the final battle scene in uh, WandaVision where mm-hmm. Agatha Harkness kind of is like, I'm going to absorb all your power, right? There's this big, long... No music, silent, like, I can't, she she tries to do it, she can't do it. And then it's revealed behind us that Wanda put those, um, I can't remember the symbols. Oh, they're like Basically the, put the, the massive hex around. The spell hexes, yes. Right. Go and line up that scene with the scene in the finale with Jonathan Majors as he sits there and drops the apple core and he's like, I don't know what's happening. I can't tell what's going on. I don't know anything anymore about the future. 
Because as we know, what's stated in Loki at the very beginning with that animation with Miss Minutes, she says a Nexus event will spur off another timeline, right? Which that is- Nexus event that Wanda did in WandaVision was mm-hmm. never supposed to happen in the timeline. Agatha was supposed to steal her her powers, yeah. and that's it. Complete. And that's also partly, not that Agatha fully knows all of this, but that's what Agatha says, like, you don't know what you're doing. You it, don't know she, what you're doing, you don't know what you just unleashed. And everybody's sitting unleashed. here like, you, everybody's sitting ah, here like, oh, it's ah. the Darkhold, oh, it's Nightmare, oh, it's Mephisto, <laughs> get off the Mephisto train, it's gone, we're not bringing the devil into the MCU, it's not gonna no. happen, no way in hell, let's get off of it, bye Felicia, bye, from the, bye Mephisto, we're done with you, <laughs> I'm over it. But, if you watch that, and you listen to her say, you don't know what you unleashed, that scene where she finally gets the crown and everything comes back, you start to see in Loki, and it, and it literally... Like the music even goes along with it oh, wow. across all boards, across both shows. And yeah. then when um, the scene where, she, you know, she gets the, the crown and, and you know, blah, 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 whatever. We know how that goes. And WandaVision, at the same time, that scene where Jonathan Majors drops the apple core and then you slowly start to see the time stream kind of going out through the light, the, the lighthouse of the castle. And it starts to slowly start to branch off that first few branches that we start to see that was the next but wanda created that nexus event and then to make matters even worse that wanda post-credit scene where she's sitting there with the dark hold and she can hear her kids in the background yes her her astral projection is sitting there going through the dark hold and she hears her kids screaming out in the distance that's because if you go to the finale of loki and you see Jonathan Majors, the scene where he's got, it kind of like zooms in, but it goes past Jonathan Majors yes. after he's yes, killed. And, it and then it goes out where it looks like the multiverse looks like a bunch of like brain neurons. Yes. And like, right? That scene, all that music, all the background fits in perfectly. Like almost oh. stupid to the point perfectly that these two are literally lined up with one another. And not to make Ooh. matters even worse, but my buddy actually just sent me a picture that was fresh from the comics of Loki fighting alongside Wanda Maximoff, fighting alongside Doctor Strange in the Dark Dimension or the Nightmare Realm, which Mobius also teased at the yep. very beginning of Loki. I'm telling you, man, when, okay. Kevin, when Kevin Feige says that all this shit is intertwined, it is intertwined, oh, but okay. you got to go know through I've with been, a fine comb. I've been meaning to rewatch WandaVision for just because, I mean, Wanda's like my fave, so yeah. I'm like already. But now I really got to rewatch it because, yeah, all of that stuff. Do You don't that, even have to. Honestly, you really don't even have to watch it there. After I figured that out, I started going down the Google like rabbit hole and there are people who have already cut the they've already cut it up and made a youtube like content of about it like about there. like kind of where they think it's gonna go so like kind of like when they did the side-by-side videos of all of like the dusting at the same time or when yeah, all the yeah, characters yeah. come back right from the dusting like they there are people that have done like the side-by-side cutouts of the different um you know what took place and how they all came back and how everyone reacted differently right same similar scenario with this right people took these these end credit scenes from WandaVision in the last bit of the battle from WandaVision. And then they put it right next to, or on top of yeah. the finale of Jonathan majors of these two key parts and no joke. WandaVision set it all off. I, yeah. I immediately, when I, when I saw that finale, I immediately was like, Sylvie, I'm sorry, but you're the new star Lord of the MCMU because oh, how dare I love you. Her. I uh, love her. Uh, no, I'm saying Star Lord no, sorry, because sorry, like, I meant sorry. I meant I love we like, love we love to hate her is basically well, what you're and trying I to just say. really like I'm like I love the I meant like the actress like she I I oh. like wanted it's uh, like Sophie in that like Martino yes and not in the same way because she although she has like kind of caused the most chaos ever but she's not as she outwardly isn't as bad as this you'll know what I mean it's like I like love to watch Cersei in that that level of like of like I love to watch anything that bitch did because she just was terrible <laughs> in a similar way of like I don't I think with 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 uh with her it's less I don't think as you just got into it, I don't think she fully understood what she was doing no I don't she think she really absolutely. took in she was she was living with rage as opposed to Loki who 
had, and I think part of this goes back to episode one when Loki sees his future. Yeah. And I think he all of a sudden had to contend with mortality for the first time for real. And so hearing all of this from Jonathan Majors and I mean, he had the reaction I would have, which was like, I can't like, we need to talk about this. Like, I don't know about this. And she is still only living in rage because of everything that's been taken from her, which you get, but like, girl, you don't know what you just did. Right. And that's, and that's where I kind of sympathize with Loki at the end of all this. Right. So like one of my big shticks with Loki and this TV show is that my relationship with this character really stems back to a few movies, right? Thor, Thor two Avengers and Thor Ragnarok. He was in Avengers Endgame and infinity war or sorry, out of order, infinity war Endgame. Now, Going back to like Thor and Thor 2, Thor the Dark World, crap. Just sheer crap. Oh, and garbage. I'm, and that's all I'm going to say on it. We're not even going to touch on it. Uh, Thor came first, obviously. And then Avengers came in 2012. That's when I was like sold on the Loki character. I felt Tom Hiddleston was perfect performance. But then after 2012, we got Dark World, crap. And then, and, and that was in 2013. Then fast forward to 2017, we get Thor Ragnarok, where we finally start to see, thanks to Taika Waititi, brilliant mind. Oh my God. I love that man. Um, I know. Yeah. Absolute great writing, absolute character development for Loki in Thor Ragnarok, even though he still kind of ends out being like the mischievous dickhead. Like we really yeah, still he, don't know, but, but he, but he, he fights gets, alongside Valkyrie. That's and what Thor. I was, uh, that's, that was going to say he fights alongside Thor and Valkyrie. And that is like, it made it, 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 I mean, but also he's all, he's like Thor's like, even when, when he dies, Thor is like, it's his brother. Like he's, he's, he's still, Bummed when you get. I just think of that. Oh, that's that that scene when when Anthony Hopkins dies and like oh, the two yeah. of them are with him. Like it's just like that was the first even time he's a, yeah, he's sorry, a shithead. That. You you feel for him. Yeah, that was the first time in the entire MCU lore where Odin actually turned to Loki and like genuinely considered him to be an actual son of his. And that's in Ragnarok, son. right? That's in Ragnarok, the very yes. beginning, where he disappears and dies, and then in come Hela. Um, also, which complete side tangent. Did you see? Did you see the set photos of who plays Hella in like the fake comedy um, that yeah. they do? Uh, Melissa, uh, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh my god! Which, dead. It's her and Matt Damon's back as fake. And Loki, um, which I'm uh, so into Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Yeah, because they're keep they're keeping the same trope that they did in Ragnarok, and I was like, Jesus! The the set photos of, yes. of Melissa McCarthy are also. I'm so into wild. Nat- She's got the. I'm big so head. into Natalie Portman coming back and as she Thor. And Christian Bale is like something the butcher. Gore the, the God villain. Butcher. Oh, what a great the character. God Butcher? In. That's yeah. a name. Well, you so, wanna you wanna play the God Butcher. Uh, that's what and this is what I'm saying, going back to like our what we were talking about with like Sharon Carter and Black Widow and Hawkeye and all these other like human kind of tier level like superheroes. It's like how the hell are you gonna stack up somebody like Sharon Carter or Hawkeye up against somebody with the name Gore the God Butcher? Like, ah, good luck. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own, kid. I'll I'll be in this timeline. Far well, away so, from you. <laughs> so any any final thoughts um on Loki? The the only thing I, I the the one thing I want to give a shout out to first is the episode. Um I think my favorite episode of the entire series is episode five. That is the uh the one where you get Richard E. Grant. You get all of like the the Loki's that, Loki that have been um what's the you said it before that when they're zapped, what's it called? Uh pruned. They've been, they they've been pruned. I loved that. I loved visually, I thought it was the best because you got I mean, when they when they fought, when they like were able to get that thing to move, I thought that was incredible. And shout Elias. out to that. Shout out to Al- the the Alice, the alligator. Al- Al- he's like he's like the Florida oh. Loki. Very very into him. Yes, the Florida very Loki. into him. Did you did, oh did you see that he had his own character poster? Yeah, they he like, had his own. They, they like poster. released all all the posters, and it's just this alligator like just hanging out with the most adorable <laughs> face. Did you see his Funko Pops? Even more adorable. Completely he's gone. A Funko Pop. Oh my god. Oh, I need to so. buy. Uh, I need to buy the um yeah so kid kid Loki's got a Funko Pop Funko Pops and he's got the alligator Loki on his shoulder kid Loki and then there's an actual alligator Loki uh, Funko Pop just the just alligator with the helmet I was just looking up Halloween costumes um, oh god it's gonna be a mess Vision it's gonna be old visions but I do want to go as the the like um wanda going as wanda for halloween yes like where it's the red with the thing because that one that one's cute that is i well it's iconic it's her yes. iconic like avengers yeah. like west coast avengers you know uniform that she wears in the comics same thing with exactly. the old school halloween vision one 
Same in the comics. And that old school Loki. And this is also another weird thing that I feel like is going to come down the road. They're all starting to like show these older kind of like costumes, what their older versions were. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, if the multiverse is open, man, anything is possible at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if they do something along the lines of bringing like their older versions back from a different timeline, right? This guy, older Loki says, I conjured a, uh, I conjured a, basically myself so powerful like a, an illumination of myself so powerful it fooled the mad titan and that's how he was well, able to kill them i was gonna say that's what disney plus allows them to do because exactly they can do by richard e grant saying that one line they can do a get whole a show whole entire or, spin-off or, show. or or as we'll get into with black widow the david harbour and rachel vice characters there is and then they have signed multi it's not even picture but multi uh uh, uh, a platform deals with them because yeah. you could do whole stories like what was Melina doing for those 20 years? Like there's all sorts of stuff like that. Oh yeah. That, I mean, we'll that, get into that. We'll get into that. The, you the can get into, stuff. but we're going to take a break for now and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about black widow. We're going to talk about Shang-Chi. We're going to talk about Eternals and the next kind of the film direction of Marvel. So yes, we'll be right back. Oh, actually, I lied. We're not going to be right back. You'll hear us next week because it's going to be a two-parter. Bye! (laughs) Join us next week for the second half of our discussion, which really gives you all another week to watch Black Widow. So you're welcome. Thank you for listening to That's Trash with Michael Wachowiak. Our music is provided by Lightbeats. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and visit our website at thatstrashpod.com.